Charlotte. It's Shelby. It's Riley. And And it's it's time time to smut up and listen. Just a reminder for today's episode and all future episodes, our opinions are subjective. We don't advocate for kink shaming or author shaming. This is all in good smutty fun. Enjoy. Today's episode trigger warnings are explicit sexual content. All right. And I am going to read us a review on Apple Podcast. It is by Had This App Before. It says, love. I absolutely love this podcast. I've added multiple books to my TBR because how could I not after listening to an episode about it? And I'm always laughing from the comments made you should definitely listen if you are a smutty book lover thank you so much had this app before thank you (laughs) okay so today's book is going to be neon gods by katie robert and what did you give it on goodreads shelby i gave it a four i also gave it a four i didn't think i was gonna like it but i really did why did you think you weren't gonna like it i am a butthole to my core i'm a contrarian and i feel like this book is like everywhere and every Everyone likes it and talks about it. They like sell it at Walmart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not really like interested in reading it. Mm-hmm. And then I read it and I was like, oh, well, I guess it, it's everywhere because it's good. Yeah, that makes sense. I get that. Yeah, but I am like a contrarian. So I try to like go against the grain. <laughs> You're <so> quirky. <laughs> I'm so quirky. Yeah. But yeah, it was really good. Like Charlotte said, I feel like it was just so hyped up on TikTok everywhere. And I'm not a big like Greek mythology retelling person. It doesn't interest me at all. Like I'll do uh-huh. other retellings, but like Greek one for some reason, I'm just not into it. But it was pretty good. I was at the park a few weeks ago and I saw this mom pushing her kids on the swing and she had like a physical copy of neon gods that she was reading while she was pushing the kid on the swing oh my gosh (laughs) it was so funny yeah so it's literally everywhere okay my quote for you riley he goes after my pussy like he'll never get this chance again like he needs my orgasm more than he needs his next breath (laughs) and mine is tomorrow night this room will be filled with people everyone's showing up to get a look at your pretty pussy to hear how sweetly i can make you come oh gods will you put on a good show for them persephone Oh, will you, Persephone? I don't know. I hope so. Hopefully. I hope she does. Okay, so we start in our female main character's POV, Persephone, obviously. We're in the city of Olympus, which is divided into the upper and lower cities and separated by the river Styx. It's ruled by the 13, technically the 12, you'll see, gods, and the 13 are ruled by Zeus. So in the city of Olympus, the gods consist of Zeus, Poseidon, Hera, who is not currently alive, Demeter, Athena, Ares, Dionysus, Hermes, Artemis, Apollo, Hephaestus, and Aphrodite. So Persephone and her sister, Psyche, are at an extravagant party at the Dodona Tower that their mother Demeter forced them to attend, and Persephone is hiding in the statue room looking at a covered up statue of Hades. So the gods, they're mortals. They're not actually gods and they're appointed. So I think way, way, way back in the day, the actual like god lineage existed. And then as they died out, their children take over as that god. They take on the name too, not just like the position. Okay. Mm -hmm. That was like weird to get used to. Yeah. I probably could have done without that. Yeah. Was it confusing? That's how it works. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Okay. 
But you get used to it, I guess. Hades used to rule the lower city of Olympus, but the family had died out and is now under the rule of Zeus, who rules the rest of the city. So Zeus kind of has like a monopoly on all of Olympus, the upper and the lower city. But Zeus never crosses the river Styx to come to the lower city and stays in the upper city with the rest of the fancy folk. So the upper city is more upper class. I pictured it like... I pictured it like West Side. Yeah, Upper West Side. Uh New York City, skyscrapers, super fancy. Okay. Image is everything. I'm picturing like like paparazzi. Game of Thrones. It's modern. Yeah. Oh, it is. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. The people of the Upper City don't go to the Lower City, but they, I think they think of it as like the slums. Okay. Yeah. Demeter tells the girls to get back to the party because Zeus wants to speak with Persephone for some reason. And Persephone tells her mom that she doesn't want to because he killed his last three wives but her mom insists so zeus is super powerful but he has a really bad reputation people are really scared of him he killed his last three wives Mm -hmm. that's why there's no current hera because hera was zeus's wife but he kills them how is it okay that he kills them because he's just like all powerful no one questions him okay he does whatever he wants Mm -hmm. no consequences zeus is at least 60 years old with a gray beard and a barrel chest and persephone says that looking at him makes her skin crawl and when she goes up to him he takes her hand and kisses it he says he feels like she's been avoiding him and she denies it while thinking to herself that there's only three more months until she turns 25 and can get access to her trust fund and can leave olympus for good he grabs her hand and leads her to the front of the room to make an announcement in front of the crowd and then he looks at persephone and asks her to marry him (gasps) she almost passes out and can't answer so her mom answers for her and says yes of course she will and she's really upset if she marries zeus she'll never leave olympus and she'll wind up like his past three wives dead i mean dead that's a fair concern psyche grabs her and says she needs to come to the bathroom with her but brings her to the courtyard to breathe and then persephone vomits into a bush and tells psyche that she can't do this she asks psyche to run in and grab her purse and tell her mom that she went home not feeling well and then as soon as psyche goes back inside to get her purse persephone runs and as she gets further from Dodona Tower, she looks back to see two men following her. She turns to get into a bar when one of the men appears in front of her, so she turns and starts walking away from him, and then she realizes after a while that they're herding her to the river Styx. She's terrified because crossing is forbidden, and it's rumored that you must pay a terrible price in order to go over it. As she reaches the river's edge, the men catch up with her, and one of them says that Zeus would like a word, and then she just books it. She reaches a bridge and decides that she has no choice, and then as she crosses under the archway her whole body's in pain but she keeps going so she's like sprinted across the entire city over this bridge where like crossing it just causes you immense pain because you're not really supposed to cross it without an invitation oh god yeah she was in like a party dress it's super cold no shoes she's hypothermic her feet are bleeding she at one point ran over broken glass like mm-hmm. yeah she's fucked up having a bad time a mysterious man with fog wrapping around his legs stands on the bank watching her and she yells for him to help her and then he lifts a hand beckoning her to cross and says come we switch to hades pov persephone is running toward him and he can tell that she's afraid of the two men on the other bank he recognizes her as demeter's second daughter so remember there's paparazzi everywhere so all of these gods and their children are constantly being like photographed and put in the press so they're like famous people yes okay the men are trying to get to her before she can get to the other side and she's running but absolutely exhausted and once she gets to his side they won't be able to take her so they have a treaty in place 
place. Zeus and Zeus's people cannot cross the bridge into the lower city without inciting war, basically. Okay. And the same goes for Hades. But everybody thinks that Hades is dead. Gone. Because remember, he has like the sheet over his statue. Ah. Yeah, so he's a myth. Nobody thinks that he's actually real. He recognizes the two men as Zeus's enforcers who work behind the scenes for Zeus and his shady dealings. And finally, Persephone makes it all the way across the bridge. She's safe. She's in the lower city and the men can't get to her. He catches her as she falls and holds her to him. And he thinks to himself that although he doesn't plan to harm her, this is a good trump card for him to use to his advantage. He grabs her by the throat as the two men approach and they yell from the bridge that he has Zeus's woman. No, he doesn't. He tells them that they can come take her back, but crossing the bridge will result in breaking the treaty. The men tell Hades that Zeus will kill him, and Hades says that she is his now, and to let Zeus know how much he likes this gift. He throws her over his shoulder and carries her out of sight of the bridge as she struggles. So he has her over his shoulder, and she's just, like, punching and kicking him, trying to, like, beat the shit out of him. He sets her down once the men can't see and gives her his jacket as she yells at him and tries to hit him, and he tells her to shut up until they get inside. As they walk into the city, two shadows appear by his side, and we learn that these are Minth and Sharon. They're just like his two little... Minions. Yeah, they're kind of minions, but they're also kind of like spies. Yeah. Are they like Hades, two little guys, and Hercules? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> what were their names? Um, Pain and Panic? Yes. <laughs> they're not goofy though which would have been hilarious <laughs> he enters a hidden door in the wall of the alley and they go down a flight of stairs and she accuses him of kidnapping her but he tells her that she quite literally ran into his arms true she did they walk through a labyrinth of tunnels and down another flight of stairs into a wine cellar and then they take another set of stairs out of the wine cellar and enter the back hallway of his home he takes her to the kitchen for first aid supplies when he sees Hermes and Dionysus who just got back from that party that Persephone was at. Mm-hmm. Hermes asks Hades if that's Persephone he's with and when she uses his name, Persephone freezes and asks why she just called him Hades because she thinks Hades is not alive. A myth. Okay. Yeah. And Hades is like, she called me Hades because that is my name. That is me. I am Hades. And then Hermes tells Hades that Zeus is going to marry Persephone. We kind of get the sense that they're nuisances like they are always just like popping into his house and eating his food and like (laughs) bugging him so he gives them wine and pie and is like okay now fucking leave so they do persephone throws his coat off and tries to run but she doesn't make it far and he notices that she's bleeding he tells her to hold still while he checks her feet for glass And then we switch to Persephone's POV and she's confused because Hades is real and doesn't seem to be the monster that everybody makes him out to be. So in the upper city, everyone is told that Hades is this like awful evil person or was because he's he's not alive. And that the lower city is like this horrible slum and everyone there is horrible and disgusting. But that's not the truth, huh? He's built lean and strong and there are scars across his knuckles. A full beard and shoulder length dark hair just lean into the imposing presence presence he creates his dark eyes are cold but not entirely unkind he's hot handsome he gently removes glass shards from her feet and washes and bandages them she tells him how she was ambushed by her mom and zeus with the engagement
punishment. And he tells her that Zeus is going to find her, marry her, and in a few years she'll be popping out his children. And then she slaps him and tells him that she'll die first. Hades says she's staying here tonight and they'll figure it out in the morning. And then he carries her up to a bedroom and tells her if she tries to escape and gets blood on his nice floors, he'll track her down and bring her back to clean it up. He's very particular about his floors. They're nice floors. You will fucking clean this. She tells him that he is the strangest man she's ever met. And he says, what? They're nice floors. <laughs> he shows her where the bathroom is and leaves the room. She sees a phone sitting on the bed and calls her sister Eurydice. She's relieved to hear Persephone's voice and hands the phone over to Psyche and her other sister Callisto. They ask where she is, but she won't tell them. And then they tell her that Zeus is organizing search parties to look for her. And Persephone tells them that Zeus knows where she is because his men followed her to the bridge. And then she drops the bomb that she's in the lower city with Hades. But they don't believe her because nobody thinks that Hades is still around. Persephone tells her sisters that she won't be coming back for now and that she loves them and then hangs up. She pushes the nightstand against the bedroom door and then locks herself in the bathroom to sleep in the tub because she's terrified of Hades. We switch to Hades POV. After a restless night's sleep, he goes downstairs to fight Hermes hungover in his kitchen. Hermes and Dionysus just stop in whenever they feel like and Hades isn't sure if they're spies for Zeus or not at this point. And they drink coffee together, but Hermes puts ice cream in hers. Hermes is fucking weird. She is very weird. She's a strange character. She puts fucking ice cream in it. I have seen this before. Okay, that does sound kind of good. It doesn't sound awful, but it's just like the most random thing that she's just like in the morning, like hungover, grabbing his coffee and his ice cream and just whipping something up real quick she's an odd duck dionysus walks in and they all start discussing persephone and hermes tells them that persephone didn't agree to the engagement and makes a comment about how she doesn't work for zeus she works for the 13 and she tries to stay as neutral as possible so she tells hades essentially that yes i live in the upper city i work for zeus but i only answer to the collective 13 of which technically hades is a part of yeah okay she tells hades that she knows through her extensive snooping that persephone isn't the vapid socialite that she's made out to be in the press she doesn't want the power that comes with marrying zeus and hermes suggests that he takes her to his playroom and i just have a question mark like what's his playroom what is the playroom it has a bunch of slides a swing set sandbox teeter-totter And then he's like, you need to fucking leave, Hermes. Get out. Hades decides he needs to talk to Persephone and makes a cup of coffee to bring up to her room. And then he knocks on the door. And when she doesn't answer, he pushes the door in and sees that she's barricaded it and slept in the bathroom. He's probably like, what the fuck? He feels bad because he knows that everyone in the upper city is like scared of him. And he's like, oh, she's like terrified. Yeah. He puts the side table back like exactly where it goes. He's very, he's a stickler for his decor. Yeah. And then he knocks on the bathroom door, but she doesn't want to open it. But he's like, no, no, you need to, you need to open it. (laughs) He thinks to himself that she looks deliciously rumpled, wrapped up in the comforter and with messy bedhead. He fights the urge to laugh and hands her the coffee. She's flabbergasted that he'd bring her coffee and asks him, if Hermes and Dionysus know he's real, how many other people know? And then he's like, a few people. She tells him that there's a statue of him at the tower that's covered with a shroud to signify that the lineage has ended. 
And then he notices that she's still injured and it instinctively picks her up and puts her on the bed. And then he thinks to himself that he feels maybe a little bit turned on by the closeness between the two of them. Oh, Hades. Especially because she's deliciously rumpled. She is deliciously rumpled. Mm. She tells him to back away from her so she can think. And now she's looking rumpled on the bed and he's thinking about bedroom activities. Oh, of course Mm. he is. Typical man. He tells her that they need to talk about next steps and she agrees. And then we switch to Persephone's POV and Hades tells her that very few people can move between the upper and lower city with no consequences. Him and Zeus cannot cross the bridge without starting a war. Since she came across the bridge of her own free will, Zeus can't come and take her. She asks why he hates Zeus and he tells her that Zeus killed his parents when he was a child and then she tells him to use her as a pawn against Zeus until her birthday when she can set her plan in motion to get out of Olympus. Since they both hate Zeus, they might as well, like, work together. Come together. He's skeptical, but she tells him that she'll stay until winter to make Zeus believe that she chose Hades over him. She says that Zeus notoriously likes his women to be pure, so she wants Hades to give off the image that he has tainted her. Oh. She's not a virgin, but in the press, she comes off as, like, bubbly. Maybe, like, a little bit stupid. Pure, yeah, innocent. A little, like, blonde. Yeah, like, naive. Okay. Yeah. He says that... That Zeus isn't stupid enough to fall for the sham and she tells him that they can do it for real then. <gasps> Miss girl. You're attractive enough in a broody sort of way. Even if I'm not your type, I'm sure you can close your eyes and think of England or whatever it is the boogeyman does when he engages in carnal activities. Carnal activities? I don't think he's taking a breath in the last 60 seconds. Are you a virgin, Persephone? I scrunch up my nose. That's not really your business. Why do you ask? Because only a virgin would call sex carnal activities activities i mean persephone she tells him that she's not even a virgin and that if she didn't want to have sex with him she wouldn't have offered and he is shook yeah he is like whoa (laughs) she is forward but then he says no the fuck she perches on the edge of the bed and asks if he wants her even a little bit and he says no liar harsh she's disappointed because she thought she read the situation differently but decides to figure out a new plan she stands up and he grabs her elbows and she can smell him and then he looks down at her breasts (gasps) not her boobies He finally says that she will be his for the next three months. Zeus knows that he participates in public sex, so they'll have to do that. She says she agrees and says that they should seal the deal with a kiss, and then he crashes his mouth down onto hers. We switch to Hades POV, and he is into it. But he stops himself to step back and tells her that they begin today. She tells him she needs to call her sisters, and he leaves to his study. He's like, call your sisters, let them know what's going on. I'm gonna go do some work. Andreas, his close family friend slash advisor, is there asking why he took Persephone, and Hades tells him that she crossed the border on her own, but says that he has a plan to piss Zeus off for the next three months using Persephone, and if Zeus crosses the border, it'll breach the treaty and force the rest of the 13 to turn against him. Andreas doesn't like the idea, but says, okay, just keep him in the loop. And then Sharon, Andreas's grandson, comes into the room 
and Hades tells him that Persephone is staying a while and will need clothes, so he needs to ask Minth to go through her closet. Hades' phone rings, and it's Zeus telling him to give Persephone back, and nobody has to find out about this little fiasco. If he doesn't return her, he'll suffer the same consequences as his father. <gasps> Bitch. Rude. Hades tells him that Persephone crossed the border of her own free will, but Zeus is more than welcome to her once he's through defiling her. Get it. Zeus says that if Hades lays a finger on her, he'll skin Hades alive. He gives Hades 24 hours to give her back before all hell breaks loose. And then Hades says, bring it on, bitch. Does he really say bitch? I don't remember. I was going to say, if he does, I love that. We switch to Persephone's POV and she's trying on the dresses Minth brought when Hades knocks on the door. He sees her trying to put on heels with her injured feet and he picks her up and carries her out of the room and through the house to a black door. It's the door to his playroom. (gasps) The playroom. Before they go in, he tells her to pick a safe word, and she picks pomegranate. Pomegranate! (laughs) Then they go in. There aren't any windows in the room. There's a black throne and leather couches and chairs, a spanking bench, a St. Andrew's cross, and a suspension frame. And then she's like, oh shit, this is a sex room. Yeah, it is. There are no slip and slides in this room. She's about to be the only slip and slide in the room. Yeah, she is. There's no one there, and she asks why, and he says that he's not going to throw to the wolves on the first night he asks if she's ever done any kink before and she says she hasn't and then she starts to look at him more closely and he has moving tattoos <gasps> the moving tattoos come back yeah How cool. i love those he starts to ask her questions that she has to answer yes no or maybe two so bondage yes sex in front of people yes and then so on and so on until he has his list of what's okay and what's not okay with her he tells her in this space she must refer to him as sir and if she disobeys him him, she will be punished. He uses the club to instill fear in people to keep up his bad boy reputation and then he invites the kinky elite to his playroom and then word gets back about how depraved he is and it helps that he was into kink to begin with. All of the like kinky upper class people from the upper city will come to his little playroom and like watch all these sex shows and then see Hades do all this like kinky shit and then they'll go back and be like, Hades is so fucked up. Uh, I cannot believe that he would ever. As they're literally partaking i was just there for i heard the food was good journalism i am journalism (laughs) he asks if she wants a demonstration of how the first night will go and she says yes sir he lifts her up onto the platform flicks off the lights to the room and the lights are only on her now and then he tells her to take off her dress she starts to strip he is shocked that she's wearing nothing underneath He warns her that the next time they do this, everyone will be able to see her and want what's his. He tells her that he's going to touch her now and trails a finger down her sternum and goes lower before he starts trailing her hip bones. She tells him that she likes this and she likes the idea of people watching and then he tells her he's going to make her come now. Then they're going upstairs to change the bandages on her feet. And if she's good, he'll let her come a second time. Oh. We switch to Hades POV and he starts to finger her before he hooks his arm under her thigh, lifting her leg and exposing her to the hypothetical audience. Tomorrow night, this room will be filled with people. Everyone showing up to get a good look at your pretty pussy. To hear how sweetly I can make you come. Oh, gods. Will you put on a good show for them, Persephone? (sighs) Saucy. Oh my god. Oh gods. She starts to beg him to make her come, and then he starts kissing her as he places the heel of his palm over her clit to give her friction. She comes on his fingers and leans back into him as he kisses her neck, and he's down bad. He wants her. Ooh, 
damn. He puts her dress back on and starts to carry her out of the playroom. She tells him that they should probably have sex before they do it in front of a crowd. And then she offers to suck his dick. Okay, girl. She's like, I gotta practice. (laughs) Honestly, she has a point. She does. He doesn't answer her and brings her to his room and she keeps trying to seduce him, but he keeps denying her. He starts to tend to her feet and he's thinking about how Persephone is starting to get under his skin. He starts to realize that nobody has taken care of Persephone before. So like as he's bandaging her feet, he's realizing that this is like completely foreign, even though she has a mother, she has family, but Persephone's always taking care of everyone else. Yeah. We switch to Persephone's POV and she wants Hades bad. She hasn't wanted anyone since Maria, a past fling who rocked her world. Hades turns to leave and she says, wait, what about my second orgasm? And he says that she didn't behave well enough for one. And then she tries to bargain and says she'll be extra good tomorrow if he agrees. And then he calls her a brat. He asks her what she wants. Should he punish her when she steps out of line? Should he force obedience? What will get her off the hardest? And then she says that she wants to misbehave. I want to be bad. I want to be bad. Spank me. He tells her to take off the dress and to lie back and spread her legs. She throws the dress off to the side of the bed and he tells her next time she will fold it or she will crawl across the floor as punishment. (laughs) He accuses her of not even knowing what she wants and she says, yes, of course she does. And then he says, prove it. Get yourself off. He kneels between her thighs and she strikes a bargain. She'll do it if he does it. He agrees, but tells her that it won't happen again, and then she begins to touch herself. Hades pulls himself out, and he's huge, and she tells him that he's beautiful. She begs him to touch her, and he knocks her hand away from her clit, telling her that she's horrible for his self-control. He tells her not to move, or he'll stop. (gasps) Oh my god. Isn't it good? It's so good. I stare down my body as Hades wraps a fist around his cock and angles it down to drag the blunt head over my clit. It feels dirty and a little bit wrong, and I never want it to stop. Gods, how is this hotter than some of the sex I've had? Is it purely because it's him? I don't have an answer. Not now. Maybe not ever. He waits a beat and then strokes me again, circling my clit just like I did with my fingers earlier. I hold my breath, willing him to do more. It's as if Hades draws the thought right out of my head because he drags his cock down wetting himself with my desire wicked this is so beyond wicked (gasps) i know oh my gosh hot and heavy he hooks his arm under her thigh and lifts her leg up and he's almost inside of her one little shift from her and he would be before she can even consider it she comes and hades jerks back and comes on her stomach hades sits back and fixes his clothing so he basically just like pulled his pants down a little bit she hasn't seen him nudie at this point Oh, okay he cleans her with a wet washcloth and holds her to him in his lap she starts telling him about her sisters eurydice is sweet and innocent psych is cool and aloof and callisto is fierce and fiery persephone is the peacekeeper so that's like their little sister dynamic but they all get along sweet we switch to hades pov and he holds persephone until she falls asleep and then leaves he does his security check before going to his room we kind of learned that it's almost like he has ocd about like checking locks checking windows he has like super high tech security system in his house he has security guards but he still has to go and like check all the windows and doors for himself so he can see it he realizes that he isn't alone it's hermes and she starts getting all flirty with him before telling him that she has a message from demeter and the message is give persephone back or she'll cut off every resource she can to the lower city so demeter's job in the city is like agriculture and 
keeping everyone fed and she's like, I'll fucking cut your food source off if you don't give my daughter back. I mean, it is her mom. Her mom sold her to Zeus. That's yeah. true. That's true. Hermes pokes fun at the message saying, you know how the 13 are. Both of them are part of the 13 and when Hades points this out, she's like, yeah, but I'm quirky. <laughs> I'm like not like the other ones. I'm not like she's them. She's so different. Did you like Hermes? No. Yeah, me either. Hades says that if they try to come get Persephone, they'll have to go through him to do it and Hermes takes that as a reply and leaves before Hades can stop her. So she's like, cool, I'll let him know. And he's like, no, wait. But she's like, already he gone. He was like, I know that was just a, th- a thought <laughs> that I shouldn't have said out loud. <laughs> the next morning, he finds Persephone laughing with Georgie, the housekeeper. They're making breakfast together and Georgie never lets anyone help in the kitchen. Persephone is bringing new life to the house and he can tell that she's starting to feel safe. He's going to have to tell her about the threats from Zeus and Demeter. Then we switch to Persephone's POV and Hades takes her out into the lower city to shop for clothes. The city is charming and clean and she's surprised because that's not what they were told about the lower city when she was in the upper city. It reminds me of the night court. Yeah, me too. Like Valaris. It's like total polar opposites. It's like Gossip Girl Upper West Side on the upper city and then just night court lower city. She asks him to show her around and he agrees to a short walk before getting her weather appropriate clothes. While they walk, she asks how Hermes and Dionysus are able to cross the river freely and he says that it's annoying as fuck but there's no boundary that can hold the two of them she notices the people in the lower city are normal and seem pleasant which is not what they were told in the upper city bunch of liars propaganda he brings her to a warehouse that's filled with fabric and every type of clothing imaginable the store owner greets hades warmly and she recognizes persephone and remarks that she's awfully far from home (laughs) persephone says that the upper city is cruel and hades says he's gonna stick around while persephone shops she gets a super legit new wardrobe and some lingerie. Oh. Yeah. They go to leave and Persephone tells Hades that she doesn't have any money, but Hades says he took care of the bill and leads her out of the store. On the way back to his house, he brings her to a flower shop and takes her to this huge greenhouse inside filled with all sorts of flowers. And she asks why he brought her here. And he says he likes flowers and the view here is really nice. Oh. She thinks he may be talking about her. She's like, am I the view? Oh my God. He brings her to a small room off of the greenhouse that has a view of the river and he tells her that he used to work here as a teen and would come to this room for some peace if she wants to come back without him he'll send someone with her and she loves the idea and then suddenly she almost collapses she's pushed her injured body too hard and hades is pissed because i guess she just like forgets to eat sometimes can't relate He picks her up and carries her back to the house angrily and he asks when she last ate a real meal and she says three days ago. He sets her on a couch and tells her not to fucking move. He comes back with multiple people who set up a table in front of her and put out takeout food from at least five different places on it and then he tells her to eat. Eat up. Eat up, bitch. Yeah. We switch to Hades POV and he reads a book while Persephone eats until she finally falls asleep and then he covers her with a blanket. A few hours later, she wakes up and he tells her that she has an hour to get ready for tonight. She walks to his bedroom where her outfit is laid out and starts to strip in front of him. She starts the shower and gets in while he watches her and then she starts to wash herself seductively and he is rock hard. She tries to proposition him and starts to play with her nipples and he says no, he'll take her when he's ready to. 
He leaves the bathroom and waits in his room. She comes out dressed in the outfit that he picked out, a lacy bra and panty set with a skirt that has a long sheer panel down the back and a more narrow one in the front. They get to the door to the playroom and he gives her a little pep talk and she promises to be obedient. They walk in and the crowd of about 50 people turns to look at them as they realize who Hades just walked in with. He sits down in the throne and pulls Persephone onto his lap and he tells her the show is about to start but she he won't be on the stage tonight. He tells her to relax and enjoy because the show is just for her. Oh. We switch to Persephone's POV and she can feel his hard dick against her ass as she fidgets on his lap. Two people walk onto the stage, a man wearing leather pants and a curvy naked woman. The woman sinks to her knees and the man lifts her chin with his fingers. He grabs a bag of rope and begins to bind her. Persephone's getting all hot and bothered watching this and Hades asks if she'll come even harder than yesterday if he fingers her right here in front of everybody. She looks around and sees half the room staring at them and he tells her they'll all be able to see what he does to her pussy and asks if she's prepared for that and she says, yes sir. Oh. He cups her over her panties and tells her that he can feel how wet she is. With his other hand, he yanks one of the bra cups to the side, exposing her breast to the room, and then does the same to the other side. He tells her he's going to make her come loud and messy in front of everyone. And then he shoves two fingers in her through the panties and wraps a hand around her throat. I'm ruining you before their very eyes. Good, I whisper fiercely. Ruin me, Hades. I want you to. You're clenching around me. His voice has gone deeper yet. You like this? Of course I do. Hades shifts his hand, his palm rubbing against my clit, and suddenly words are pouring from my lips. I like you staking your claim on me. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, this he begins to move inside her, stroking her G-spot, and she says that she likes him tarnishing her and warning everyone else off. What if I want to share? What if I pull your panties to the side and let whoever is interested come over here and fuck you against my chest? Oh my god. Oh my god, are you? She asks him if he'd really do that, and he says no. Sharing isn't his kink. She tells him that she wants him to fuck her right here in front of everyone and show everyone in the room that she belongs to him and not Zeus. He says that he doesn't know if she's earned that yet and she kisses him and says, please. He withdraws his fingers and rips her skirt and panties off. He takes out a condom and undoes his pants before rolling it on and then she tells him to take what's his. You aren't a princess. You're a fucking siren. He yanks me forward and then he's inside me. I can barely breathe as he drags me down his cock, filling me almost uncomfortably full. Oh gods. have nothing to do with it. He looks furious and turned on and yet he's still nowhere near as rough as I suddenly need him to be. This is what you wanted, little siren, my cock inside you. Just like that, he releases me and drapes his arms over the chair, looking every inch the indulgent king. Ride me, Persephone. Use me to make yourself come. <gasps> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, I will. She starts to ride him slowly in front of everyone and asks if he sees something that he likes. Hades says that he sees a mouthy brat. You have a threat to follow through on. Do I? He arches that damn eyebrow. Feel free to remind me. You said you'd make me come loud and messy right in front of everyone i can't quite dredge up my normal sunshine smile that you take me in a way that shows everyone here that i'm yours his body tenses beneath me i did didn't i he has me up and off his cock before i register his movement i don't get a chance to protest before hades turns me around and guides me down onto him with my legs on either side of his thigh
eyes, I'm facing the room and spread wide open. His hand is at my throat again, thumb stroking the sensitive skin as his voice growls in my ear. Would hate for them to miss the rest of the show. (laughs) Filthy, filthy boy. Okay, Hades. (laughs) I see you. (laughs) On stage, the man is fucking the woman from behind, but Persephone notices that most of the room is staring at her fucking Hades, and then he starts to play with her clit. She starts to ride him faster, and she comes, and when she finally comes down from her orgasm, he tucks himself away, and she tells him that he didn't come. He says, no, I'm nowhere near done with you yet. Or in Hades POV, he wants to leave the room and finish what they started, but now it's time for the politics of the night. She asks if afterwards they can finish what they started, and he tells her she's impossible. Like, he's like, you're so silly. You're like, you silly goose. As the show on the stage finishes and the lights start to brighten a little bit, a breathtakingly beautiful man approaches. It's Eros, son of Aphrodite. He tells Persephone she's pissing off a lot of people in the upper city and Hades watches her mask fall back into place. And she tells Eros everyone in the upper city pissed her off and he could be sure to tell them that when he goes back to report what he's seen tonight. So she like is immediately like, oh, hell no. Sassy. Eros leaves them to partake in some festivities and Hades watches Persephone think as she looks out at the faces in the crowd. She wants to know how all these people that she has seen in parties at the upper city know about him, but the rest of the population doesn't. He tells her it's in Zeus's best interest in keeping him a myth, and he's the only other legacy title. So he's like the only one besides Zeus that is like actually in the same familial line. There's Poseidon okay. too, but they say that Poseidon doesn't care about anything that doesn't have to do with like the sea or the harbor. Yeah. Oh, okay. Without Hades in the mix, the rest of the 13 can't stand in the way of him. She's still thinking, so he asks what else she's putting together because she's like fitting all these puzzle pieces together about him and what everyone knows. Mm-hmm. And she says, it's just so hypocritical. In the upper city, it's all purity culture and pretending that they're above such base human needs, putting value on denying themselves. Then they come down here, take advantage of your hospitality to play the kind of sex games that would get them exiled from their social circles and publicly shamed. Though it's not only sex games, is it? They come to the lower city for a number of things they don't want other to know about. He's not surprised by how fast she connects the dots, but the next thing she says surprises him. She says, they use you and then tuck you back into the shadows and pretend you're just a boogeyman. It's not right. Apparently, no one has ever really stood up for Hades before, so he's 100% speechless, and he doesn't need to answer her because Hermes and Dionysus approach them. I wish they would just go away. They're annoying. I would be annoyed if I was Hades. Yeah, why doesn't he just tell them? He does. Yeah, and they just keep coming back. Little moochers. They are little moochers. Hermes asks them if they're prepared for what's next after their little show that they just made and Hades makes a joke and Hermes immediately looks at Persephone and asks what she did to him because as long as she's known Hades he's never made a joke and Persephone, still a sassy girl, says maybe you'd know he has a dry sense of humor if you stop talking long enough to let him get a word in edgewise and for another thing if you're such a good friend maybe consider not running directly back to Zeus and tattling about everything you've seen here every time you visit. That kind of thing makes you a terrible friend, not a good one. No matter how many nights you end up drunkenly crashing at Hades' house. You tell it, girl. Yeah, tell him. And then Hermes is immediately like, Hades, I'm in love with this girl. She's amazing. Undeterred. She's persistent. She does 
not give a fuck. Persephone is confused about the interaction that Hermes just is totally brushing off. And Hades is wondering why she's so defensive over him. Because like, why? Dionysus mentions how pushed Zeus will be after the show. And now Persephone is worried for her sister's safety. But Hades picks her up and they leave the room. We go to Persephone's POV. And as he's carrying her away, she lays her head on his shoulder and tells him, I know your secret. And he's like, what secret? And she says, you snarl and snap and growl, but under all that, you have a gooey center. You care. She says that he protects his people because he cares about them. She wants to know what he knows that she doesn't. And after a while, he tells her that her mother gave him an ultimatum. He tells her about the threat to starve everyone in the lower city. And obviously, she doesn't want that to happen. So she's like, I'll just go back. No. (laughs) She can't. Don't do it. Don't go back. He asks if that's what she wants to do. And she says no, but she's not going to let his people get hurt over her. And he tells her that his people won't starve. They're always one step ahead of the 13 and have plenty of resources. For whatever reason, this turns her on and she kisses him before she realizes what she's doing. She pulls away for a moment so she can tell him that she needs him. He backs her towards the edge of the bed and demands that she be naked. And then he takes a knife and cuts off her bodysuit. Oh my god. And after she's free from her lingerie, he turns the lights off. Hades strips and she could barely see, so she wants to touch him. Except he catches my hand before I make contact with his chest and guides it up to his neck. He finishes closing the distance between us, bringing us chest to chest. I get the faint impression of rough scars against my skin, but Hades kisses me again and I forget anything else but getting him inside me as quickly as possible. He lifts me and I wrap my legs around his waist. The new position has his cock nearly lined up perfectly where I need him, but he moves before I can lose my mind enough to take advantage. My need is an all-consuming thing that's been building since the moment I laid eyes on him. Having sex in front of the crowd was one thing, but it barely took the edge off. That was about reputation. This is about us. Oh my god. Intimate. He takes her hands and puts them on the headboard and he tells her to keep them there. Hades shifts back to kneel between my spread thighs. His front is in shadow, but I have the feeling that he can see me in detail from the light through the windows. He cups my breasts, but he doesn't linger long before he slides down my body and presses an open mouth kiss to the sensitive spot just below my belly button. And then he's at my pussy. His breath shudders out against my clit as if he's just as affected by this moment as I am. Maybe more so. I'm gonna have you, little siren, in every position, in every way. <sighs> Are you? Promise? He starts eating her out and she comes as she screams his name. He continues going and she finally begs to touch him. He waits a while to respond so she begs again. He finally grabs one of her hands from the headboard and presses it to his chest and he does the same with her other hand. She feels scars, a lot of them, but she doesn't say anything. She just strokes his skin then kisses him. He instantly relaxes against her as if she was going to reject him over it and then he grabs a condom and she tells him that she'll put it on. Okay, girl. That would be so scary. I don't ever want to do that. Promise me that I can give you a blowjob soon. Really soon. I need you inside me too much right now, but I want that. He reaches up and drags his thumb across my bottom lip. Whenever you decide you need my cock in your mouth, kneel and ask nicely. If I'm feeling agreeable, I'll even give it to you. Okay, but like, she's doing you the favor. Yeah, he's acting like he's giving her such a gift. Oh, yeah, you allowing want to her. suck my dick? Here, you have to ask. Maybe I'll let nicely. you in. <laughs> I 
be like, no, it's okay. He tells her to put the condom on now and she barely gets it all the way down before he's pushing her back onto the bed and he just pushes right into her. Hades barely gives me a second to adjust before he starts fucking me. Long, thorough strokes that have me completely pinned to the bed. Touch yourself, he growls. I want to feel you come around my cock. No witnesses. No audience. This time, it's just for me. <gasps> okay. Okay, Hades. Okay, I will. She does as he says and she comes and then he follows right after her. After he pulls out, she begs him not to leave and he's like, I'm not going anywhere. And then he cuddles her until she falls asleep. Sweet. We go to Hades POV. He wakes up early and seeing her in his bed does something to him. He looks down at himself and sees the mess of scars from the fire that killed his parents. So he gets up and showers so he can go to his study. When he gets to his desk, he checks his phone, but one message has his attention. Mandatory meeting at nine. Don't miss this, Hades. I'm being uncharacteristically serious. And it's from Hermes. Oh, yeah. He gets his computer and joins the meeting and one image is of himself. The second is Hermes and Dionysus and the third is Poseidon. And the last square represents the remainder of the 13. So Zeus is in the center of the table, like a conference table with everybody else lined up. Okay. The first to speak is Zeus and he wants Persephone returned. (laughs) No, bitch. The treaty was honored and you know it. She ran from you, ran until she bloodied her feet and damn near froze to death because she couldn't get away from you fast enough. She crossed the river sticks of her own power. She's free to return whenever she wants. I make a show of looking at everyone gathered before responding. She doesn't want to. You're wasting everyone's time with this. Demeter's bitch ass voice from the back says, you're defiling my baby, you monster. Shut up, Demeter. Yeah, Zeus is gonna do the same thing. And Hades replies to Demeter and says, you were prepared to sell your baby to a man with a reputation for killing his wives. Let's not throw stones. Burn. (laughs) He tells him again the treaty is honored and that she is allowed to leave whenever she wants. And Demeter tells him to prove it and he feels a hand wrap around his shoulder. It's Persephone still in his bedsheet and her hair is a wild mess. She tells her mom she's right where she wants to be and she's happy and then she shuts the laptop. Oh, I am happy here. He looks up at her in shock because she just hung up on them and she's like, fuck him. She tells him that she wants to call her sister soon so they don't storm his house and he promises her a phone of her own that isn't tapped and she gives him a huge smile. Persephone presses a quick kiss to my lips and then slides off my lap and down to the floor to kneel between my thighs. She gives me an expectant look and I put aside my tangled feelings to focus on the here and now. Want something, little siren? She runs her hands over my thighs and bites her bottom lip. You promised if I hit my knees and asked nicely I could have your cock. She reaches for the front of my slacks. I would very, very much like your cock. Hades, please. I catch her hands. You know you don't have to do this. Yes, I'm aware. She really likes sucking dick. She asks very nicely. He tells her to go ahead and she pulls his dick out and into her mouth and she sucks him down like she wants to taste every inch. Oh my goodness. After a minute, she stops and says, stop being so nice and tell me what you want. And he answers, I want to fuck your mouth until you cry. Oh, I'd be like, okay, sure. I changed my mind. (laughs) I don't want your cock. (laughs) How about I just cry? I want to go home. (laughs) She gets up and drops the sheet and he stands. And as he looks at her, he wants her more than anything in his life. He tells her if it's too much to slap his thigh. And then he puts his dick back in her mouth and he starts to fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. You better open your mouth because I'm gonna fuck it. <laughs> 
I pick up my pace, thrusting deeper into her mouth, into her throat. She closes her eyes. No, don't do that. Look at me while I fuck your mouth. Witness what you're doing to me. How? I wouldn't be able to keep my eyes open. No. I feel like I'd be like... So many times in these books, they're like, I fucked her throat. And I'm like, how? Ouch. No. It's just going down. Over and over again, like a hard, fast pace. Yeah, I would throw up anything I've yeah. eaten in the last 48 hours. 100%. Same. I would also have tears streaming down my face. He tells her he's going to come and she squeezes his thigh to give him the okay. So he comes in her mouth and she drinks him down while holding his gaze. She looks very pleased with herself and he kisses her and he backs her towards his bedroom and tells her he has things to do today and she's like so you should probably go do them but he lifts her onto the bed and pushes her legs apart her pussy is pretty and pink and oh so wet i part her lips with my thumbs and exhale against her clit you like it when i fucked your mouth i really really did liar (laughs) she lifts her head enough to look down her body at me i told you that i can handle anything you can give i should clarify i crave anything and everything you do to me oh girl he tells her he supposed business can wait longer and then he tells her to come as he lays her down on the mattress she does and then he grabs her picks her up lays down and tells her to ride his face until she comes again Dang. she obviously does but it's not enough for him so he puts her back on the bed keeps eating her out and then she comes again oh my god she's just a coming machine good for her we go to persephone's pov she's in the kitchen eating lunch as hermes comes in she asks hermes if she ever leaves and Hermes is like no but I have a message from your sisters Hermes tells her to call them before Callisto does something major to piss off Zeus and then she leaves so she finishes lunch goes to a random little reading nook in the house and uses the phone that Zeus gave her to call them and they're relieved to see that she's okay I think she FaceTimes them but it doesn't use the word FaceTime okay so it's like a little video chat okay they're all relieved to see that she is okay and that she even looks good and she tells them about her and Hades plan until her birthday and they thought it was just a rumor but she's like nah I'm getting that dick I am fucking him then they jump to conclusions that she's being forced she's not telling them that she's being forced like a bunch of other stuff and she has to continuously be like no I'm not I'm fine they say their I love you's after she convinces them that she's okay and then they hang up but something isn't sitting right with her so she calls back but only psych picks up and she asks what's really going on there because someone's not telling them something. Psyche tells Persephone that she thinks that they're actually all being followed and Zeus and their mom wants to make sure none of them flee like she did. So she's like feeling really bad that her sisters have to pay for her decision to run. But Psyche is like don't overthink it. Do not fucking come back over here because you're going to be worse off if you're over here than where you're at. And she's like okay. So they say their goodbyes again. We go to Hades POV. It's dusk by the time he finishes all his business stuff to find Persephone. He is exhausted but he notices that he cannot wait to see her. When he finds her in the library curled up with a fire going and reading a book, he's like, I wonder if this is how my life would be like without the weird situation we're in. But then he has to quickly shut the thought down because he's like, nope, can't get attached. Nope. Poor Hades. He just wants love. But I feel like that's like good to detach himself from it yeah even though i hope they fall in love he goes to her and notices that she looks haunted so he asks her what happened and she gives him the message from hermes and how the talk with her sister went he does his best to comfort her but he's not used to comforting her so he offers her a distraction and it's not sex don't worry i was like oh i think i know what it is 
She tells him that she would love a distraction, so they go on a walk, but he will not give her any hints as to where they're going. They get to a building, and when they step inside, she gasps. It's like a huge indoor market for vendors during the wintertime, but it's packed with people even though it's nighttime. They sell everything from soaps to desserts to trinkets, and he knows almost all the vendors by name. Oh, cool. He takes her through each one, and they get food and explore. When she notices that he refers to a lot of them by their name she's like how often do you go and he like gets embarrassed and he's like once a week every wednesday at 2 p.m sharp it's my routine i love it as they're walking he thinks about how close this is to a real date but again he's like nope gotta push that thought out of my head he's never had a real date or hades i feel really bad for him i know they walk around and he buys her some stuff before they leave but one block from the house he scoops her up and when they get inside and go to the second landing she tells him to take her to bed with him do it he asks if she wants her stuff brought up here and she says yes so she's moving into his room oh my god the next step in the relation (laughs) he goes to do his security rounds and tells her he'll be back and when he gets back he was not expecting her to be asleep in his bed which i mean you told her to move her stuff up there so why would she not be asleep in your bed he's like i thought you'd sleep on the floor (laughs) he's like there's a couch over there (laughs) He gets his nightly ritual done and goes to bed, and when he climbs in, she reaches back, grabs his hand, and scoots back until she can snuggle him. Snuggle. We go to Persephone's POV. A week has passed and nothing from her mom or Zeus. She explores every room in the house and spends most of her time with Hades. She closes a book she wasn't reading and just stares at him, pretending that this is their normal life. So she's also like, I wonder if this is what it would be like if we were in a normal relationship. Just be in a normal relationship. Yeah, just fucking do Thank it you. he mentions that she's staring and she tells him that he hasn't taken her to his sex dungeon since that night and she said how are people supposed to take them seriously with him like defiling her and tarnishing zeus's property if they've only been to the dungeon one time I need you to tarnish me yeah defile me he grabs her ankle and says she is right they haven't done any acting but he isn't wanting to share her with voyeurs he bunches up her dress and says that she's wearing panties like a good girl yes well sometimes i like the tease i let the skirt fall to my waist and tug my panties to the side it doesn't matter that hades has seen and had his mouth over every inch of me it feels wicked to do this and riding the edge of that feeling is an addiction i'm not sure i'm ever going to shake i can't think about that now can't contemplate after she drops her panties and leans back as he presses an open mouth kiss to her he seems to have no interest in moving my panties out of the way working me through the fabric slowly getting me all wet and slippery ew i know slippery it's only when i'm breathing hard and fighting not to lift my hips that he looks up. <gasps> Slippery. He tells her that they can have a party tomorrow. Whatever she wants, she just has to describe in great detail. She hesitates because what she wants is too dirty even for them. Girl, what do you want? Since she hesitates, he stops like going over her panties and pulls her onto his lap with her back away from him and legs on the outside of his thighs, just like the stage scene. Hades slides his hand into my panties to palm my pussy and push two fingers into me. Then he stills, holding me in place in the most intimate way possible. He asks why she won't tell him 
him and she says that she doesn't want to. He tells her that he won't judge her and won't do anything she doesn't want to do. And finally, she breaks to tell him, I want to be the one on the stage, not in the shadowy corner with you, right out there in the spotlight while you fuck me in front of everyone, where you claim me and make me yours, where everyone can see. He keeps stroking my G-spot. Was that so hard? Yes, I grip his forearm, but even I can't say if I'm trying to push him away or keep him touching me. I know that you don't like being exposed like that. He nips my earlobe and he presses the heel of his palm against my clit. Do you think there's anything I wouldn't give you while you're mine? Fucking anything, little siren. (gasps) So when they were fucking last time in the dungeon, they were just off in the shadows? Yeah. And then the spotlight was on like the two performers, the guy in the leather pants, and then the curvy girl being tied up. Oh, okay. That's right. So like they could, the people in the crowd could like see them in the shadow, but the light wasn't directly on them. Gotcha. Okay. She's confident. My body dysmorphia could never. 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 No, there's gonna be people just staring right into her vagina. And I'd be like, do you guys think it looks weird? (laughs) (laughs) Does this look normal to you? (laughs) Don't look at that flap, okay? (laughs) My folds. (laughs) Not my folds. (laughs) My button. (laughs) <laughs> not the button <laughs> he tells her I'll bend you over a chair and flip up your skirt so everyone can see your needy little pussy spread you wide with my fingers yes I gasp out I'll give this to you love I'll give you everything he chuckles darkly would you like to know a truth yes I'll get off on playing out that fantasy too he pushes the third finger into me if I want to strip you down and fuck you until you're begging for mercy that's exactly what I'll do because it pleases me because it will get you off because there is nothing you can ask me that I won't give you do you understand oh my god what a man he is man. needy i hate that i don't know why maybe i don't part of me <laughs> likes it part of me does not that's how i feel about 99 percent of the stuff i read yeah yeah where i'm just like this is hot don't ever want it to happen to me though i know yeah. <laughs> zach don't ever fucking say that <laughs> <laughs> she says yes so he hauls her up bends her over the arm of the couch and does exactly what he said he would he fucks her hard and he says your pussy is mine to do with as I please in public and private wherever I want it the way you little siren are mine if I'm yours and I am I can't catch my breath can barely get the next words out then you're mine too yes his rough voice in my ear fuck yes I'm yours <gasps> romantic just get in love I love it <laughs> don't leave Olympus she comes immediately and she comes hard that little exchange of <laughs> you're mine no you're mine it really did it for her After she comes, he picks her up and takes her to the bed to finish, and she asks if they can keep the lights on, because every sexual interaction they've had, she it's been dark. He doesn't want to, but she says he should trust her not to turn away by now, and he hesitates but says okay. He starts to undress, and although she's felt them, they are very gruesome in the light, and she cannot believe that Zeus did this. She tells him that he's beautiful, and he goes to deny it, but she says that she means it. And apparently they're like everywhere. There's some lighter ones. There's some that are like super jagged and thick. Like, that poor boy got fucked up. He got like burned. He's just covered in scars. Yeah. Oh, And he's embarrassed about it. That's so sad. We switch to Hades POV. He wakes up with Persephone in his arms, and it's now his favorite part of the day. He's falling in love with her, and he knows that it's inevitably going to hurt. 
She wakes up and cuddles into his scarred chest and he can't believe that she isn't repulsed by it. Apparently his last partner early on saw him naked and his partner's response to the sight of the scars was enough to make sure that he was never seen naked again with all his other partners. So that Um, partner was like, you're gross. That's so fucking sad. I know. Like something he can't control. Yeah. She asks how everything is with supply since he hasn't mentioned it and they have no idea what Zeus and Demeter are up to. And he says that they're dwindling, but they're okay for now. So she starts beating herself up over it again. And he tells her to stop and trust him when he says that it's okay. She lifts up and straddles him and says, since they are on the topic of trust and protection, she wants to stop using it. Or raw dog They both agree that they get tested and are clean, so it would be fine. But he doesn't want her to do it if she's not sure. She says, Hades, do you not want to? Because it's okay if you don't. I know there's some trust involved with the entire birth control subject and if you're not comfortable with it that's okay too I promise so she's being very considerate just in case he's not comfortable and again he is left speechless because no one's ever done that for him they're both so nice to each other it's weird what a healthy relationship (laughs) I know he says that they're on the same page and yes it's okay so they kiss and he lifts her and slides her down onto his dick raw Raw. it's raw this feels so wicked doesn't it you're so hard it makes me crazy she gives her hips another swivel talk to me Hades tell me how good I feel I love it when you spill sexy filth into my ears while you're inside me you're so tight and wet little siren I think you like being wicked yes she sinks another slow inch onto me don't play coy you wanted my cock now take it Oh my god. Yes, Hades. Okay. I sure will. She starts taking it and slamming down on his dick <laughs> as he thrusts up to meet her. He has to fight the urge to come because watching his dick disappear into her pussy could make him come alone. When she finally comes, he cannot hold off, so he comes as well, and then they go shower together. We switch to Persephone's POV, and they spend the day in the greenhouse and at the indoor market, and she notices that the indoor market is considerably empty since the last visit so less supplies less people there to purchase supplies they leave and he leads her to a new store to cheer her up because she's again like this is all my fault I should just go back and the store that he takes her to is a pet store and she is very excited because she used to have dogs I guess before her mom became Demeter they used to live like on a farm in the country or whatever When they get into the shop, the shopkeeper informs them that they don't normally keep dogs, but they have some puppies that were left in a box by the bridge. So they go to look at the puppies, and they're all black mutts, and as she's obsessing over them, she looks at Hades, and his face looks pained, like he's upset. She asks him what's wrong, and he is like, they shouldn't have been left like that. <sighs> so he's like really upset over it, which, I mean, obviously that's upsetting, but he it's like really getting him in his feels. Getting him? Oh, poor guy. He snuggles a puppy and whispers that it's a terrible thing to not be wanted. And she's like, you should adopt that puppy. You're going to need, you need one. Take them all. Yeah. She tells him that she thinks it would make him happy and she likes the thought of him being happy. So he's like, I'll take all three. <laughs> he got please. The lady's like, are you sure? And he's like, yep, I want them. Everything I need, send it to my house. Do <gasps> you imagine three puppies? I would no, die. No. That sounds fucking miserable. Yeah, that sounds awful. But also fun. We switch to Hades POV and he spends the rest of the day playing with his puppy. Oh. 
Hades. Persephone comes downstairs and she tells him that he needs to hurry up and go get ready or they're going to be late. And she looks stunning. She's in a black dress. The stark color sets off her golden skin and blonde hair. It doesn't exactly cover up her brightness, but gives the feel of a stray sunbeam that somehow found its way to the underworld. The dress clings to her like oil, pouring over her breasts and down her hips to fall to the floor around her feet. She looks like a fucking queen. Oh my gosh. She does Sassy. Sexy girl. She asks if he's named the dogs and he says that he has Cerberus. And she's like, what about the other two? And he's like, they're all Cerberus. And she's like, no, that's not how it works. They all have the same name. Cerberus 1, Cerberus 2, and Cerberus 3. He wants her to name them and she says that she doesn't think that's a good idea. He gets up and goes to her and says, if we were different people in different circumstances, I would get down on my knees and beg you to stay at the end of winter. I would move heaven and earth and the underworld itself to keep you with me. And she replies, if we were different people, you wouldn't have to beg. I'd plant my roots right here in this house and it would take a catastrophic event to make me walk away. But they both agree that they're not different people. So she names the last two puppies. That way he has like a piece of her when she leaves at the end of this. No. I have no idea how to say these puppies' names, so I'm going to do my best. Sila and Shardis. Cute. Shardis? What I'm going to go with. Yeah, it's spelled C-H-A-R-Y-B-D-I-S. Sharbis? Did you say D or B? B-D-I-S. Sharbis. Sharbis? Sharibis. I don't know. Isn't Hades like, what the fuck are those names? Yeah, Hades like, I don't, what is that? <laughs> and she's just like, I just like them. They're, those are good, strong dog names. Okay. They leave the puppies and go to the room. She's very nervous and he tells her that she doesn't have to do anything she doesn't want to do. The room is packed and everyone's waiting for them to get started. He looks at her and she doesn't look right. Like she looks very uncomfortable. So when they get to the throne and sit down, he tells her he changed his mind. He's not in the mood to fuck her in front of everyone tonight. And she visibly relaxes and knows that he's only saying that because she was nervous and unsure. So she tells them that they can still play in the shadows like they did last time, but he says not tonight. So she replies, in that case, Hades, I would very much like to start the night off with you fucking my mouth while you sit on your throne. Oh. She's like, I won't fuck on a stage, but I will fuck in public. Yeah. (laughs) I will suck your dick still. Still do that. He will never get used to her sucking his dick. He says that he craves it. So he sits back and tells her, by all means, get on your knees. Yeah. Ruin my makeup, Hades. Put on a good show just for us. <gasps> Ruin my makeup. Yeah. He will. In fact, if he's fucking your face, he's going to. <laughs> yes. She does all the work as he holds her hair and smears her makeup. He looks to the room and sees people looking at them with lust while some people appear worried. I wrap my hair around my fist and steal my expression to something cold and contained. Suck my cock, little siren. Make it good. Yes, sir. She doesn't hesitate just swallows me down until she has to move her hand for her lips to meet my base she gags a little but that doesn't deter her in the least she can feel him kind of pulling away from the scene as she's giving him a blowjob so she stops to tell him to stay with her they're the only ones there that matter tonight and he kind of is like okay yeah you're right so she resumes her blowjob and he doesn't try to hold out he comes very fast and when he's finished she smiles and says she loves when he comes undone like that and he wants to tell her that he loves her but he doesn't say it out loud just say it he seems like he has like so much going on in his little noggin yeah he tells her to get up and then he stands and he puts her on the throne and she's like oh what the fuck but he says that's where you belong and then he gets on his knees in front of her (gasps) 
hating. Persephone's POV, him being on his knees this time is different. Before it was in private and in public like this, it makes a statement. He's practically submitting to her in front of all these people. He catches the hem of my dress and strokes his hands at my legs, taking the fabric with him, burying my calves and knees and thighs and finally bunching my dress around my hips. He comments on how wet she is and the only thing she responds with is, Hades, what are we doing? He doesn't answer with words, but instead he starts eating her out and she's like, I guess my questions can wait. Each lick and kiss is like he's memorizing me. He's not intent on my orgasm. That much is clear, even as desire sinks through my blood. He might be going down on me, but Hades does it like it's purely for his pleasure. Somehow that makes the entire experience that much hotter. (sighs) He's liking it. She looks up and every eye in the room is on them. She looks back down at him and whispers for him to make her come. So he does as he's told. When he's finished, he stands and offers her his hand and he turns them around and tells the room that when they go back to the upper city, make sure they tell the full truth of what happened here tonight. She's mine and I'm hers. So he wants everyone to know that he gave up a throne for her and like kneeled before her like a queen. Hades and Persephone leave and return to his bedroom and she asks him what's wrong because he seems pretty like tense and angry and he tells her that he needs a minute because all of this is too much to him and it means too much to him when it's not supposed to and she says that she feels the same but she can't leave him alone so she does the only thing that she can think of. She falls to her knees in front of him and wedges herself between his thighs and then she hugs him as tight as she can. Slowly he hugs her back and whispers it's gonna hurt when you leave. (laughs) Don't leave then. Uh, Stay <laughs> she has less than two months until she leaves and she doesn't know what to say to him other than kiss me. He does roughly and then pulls her up and they start ripping each other's clothes off frantically. They start to fuck like this is the last time. He lifts her onto the dresser and says, Watch how much you need me in this moment. When you're free and chasing that dream of a life you want, you remember how good it felt to be filled by me, little siren. He slams into me and then withdraws, his cock glossy with my wetness. I can't look away. I don't want to. You've ruined me, Persephone. Forgive the fuck out of me if I want to return the favor. He then tells her later in life when some other asshole is fucking her to remember tonight and know that they will never compare to him. And then they finish and he apologizes because he's just upset. He doesn't know how to articulate. We switch to Hades POV. He can't sleep and all he is thinking about is that he doesn't want her to go. And then a phone rings breaking his thoughts but it's not his phone so he wakes up Persephone and it's her younger sister. Eurydice. Her younger sister is walking home from the bar where she got set up from her boyfriend and someone is following her and no one else is answering the phone. Persephone tells Eurydice that she needs to cross the river now, so they rush to the bridge to wait for her and Persephone's like, it's all my fault. This situation's way too familiar. They get there, but they don't see her until the fog shifts. They see a woman's form stumbling, not running, and she looks injured. (gasps) Then a man moves out from behind the fog and grabs her sister, spins her around, and she screams. Hades starts moving before he registers it and tells Sharon not to let Persephone go so he's about to break the treaty over this no as he's running towards her Eurydice is trying to crawl across the bridge and her attacker tells her call for your sister scream for her and Hades pulls out his gun and tells the man to let her go it looks like the man is like gonna stab her or something so he shoots the man in the wrist and when he makes it to that side of the bridge he tackles him to the ground and just starts beating the shit out of him until Persephone yells for him to stop so he 
he grabs Eurydice and picks her up to take her to Persephone and he's like, I just fucked up. No. They're back at the house and he finds the sisters with the puppies. Eurydice is crying and Persephone is holding her, trying to calm her down. And she looks at Hades and he has never seen her so like fearsome. She looks like a true dark goddess and she mouths, thank you. We go to Persephone's POV. Once her sister falls asleep, she tells him that he shouldn't have sacrificed to save her and he leaves the room. She texts her other sisters to let them know that Eurydice is okay and Eurydice wakes up and apologizes and Persephone's like, did you get set up by your boyfriend? And she's like, I don't know. We switch to Hades POV. She apologizes for all the problems that she's caused him since crossing the bridge and he says that she doesn't need to apologize because he doesn't regret it. She tells him that she's going to actually stay with her sister tonight and because she wants to be close to her and he says that's okay. Him and Sharon try to get a game plan together and strategize for the inevitable fallout that's going to happen and when they finish Hermes sneaks in and says she's there on official business. She tells him that he shouldn't have given him an opening because now everyone's hands are tied even his friend's hands and she gives him Zeus's message. You have 13 hours to return both girls to the proper side of the river. Failure to do so will result in the annihilation of you and everyone within your command. I can't be held responsible for the civilian losses make the right choice so he's like i'm gonna annihilate literally everybody i fucking hate zeus yeah hermes hugs him real quick and tells him to be careful we switch to persephone's pov hermes has a message for persephone it's from zeus And her message from him says, There's war on the horizon, Persephone. I will crush the lower city and everyone who lives there. You know Hades can't stand against the might the rest of the 13 can bring to the fore. Come back now and bring your sister and I'll reconsider my attack. But she's like, I'm not fucking stupid. If I go back over there, you're still going to attack the lower city. So she stops Hermes before she leaves and says that she actually has a message for her mom. Hours pass as she waits for the response from her mom. And as she sits there and thinks of everything that might happen, she thinks that she has to protect Hades because she loves him. Hermes returns with her message and all the message says is deal. So Persephone changes her outfit and Hermes leads her out of a series of tunnels and to a black SUV where Dionysus is driving them. They leave the lower city. After a couple minutes of driving, Persephone asks where they're going and they're like, we're taking you to your mom in the Dodona Tower. So Hermes tricked her, but says it's not her fault that Persephone didn't ask for full details. So she's supposed to just go to her mom's house. But now she's going to Zeus's Dodona Tower, where the original party happened. They pull up and she gets out of the car, and the last thing she wants to do is face Zeus, but it's a price she's willing to pay to avoid war. There's a lot of people dressed up, just like any other day, normal party, and she's pissed that none of them care about anything but their own personal bubbles. And Zeus stops the party when he sees her and announces that his bride has returned she's safe but not untouched so he just says that to like everybody in the room which is like gross Ew. Then he says it's time for them to celebrate and he has their picture taken because he knows that it's going to circle back to Hades. Disgusting. And he like grabs her too and she's like, nasty old man. He is. He's like 60 something years old. She's 20, not even 25. Fuck you, Zeus. He tells her to go to her mother's home and wait and he'll retrieve her when the party is done. So her mother catches her before she leaves and they go back home together. Her mom looks relieved that she's safe, but doesn't say anything more because they can't speak freely there. So when they get back, Persephone tells her mom that Eurydice is staying in the lower city and will be safe, but only if they succeed. And then she goes off on her mom about how she handled every situation since the original party. And her mom stops her and says... Her mom is a little tricky girl. I was like, is her mom a cunt? Yeah, she is. 
Yeah, she does it for her own personal gain. You were never in any danger. You simply had to marry the bastard and play good wife long enough for him to let his guard down. I would have taken care of the rest. The suspicion I've been harboring since the beginning rises to the fore again. You had a plan? Of course I had a plan. He's a monster, but he's a powerful one. You could have been Hera. And she's like, I never wanted to be Hera. And her mom says, yes, I'm aware. It's a moot point now. Zeus is a liability. You decided that before I made my offer. Of course I did. He threatened two of my daughters. He's outlived his usefulness. I'd rather deal with his son in the air in the future. So she was like, I was going to fucking kill Zeus. And all you had to do was be in a shitty marriage. God. Fuck him. God. Yeah. She asks her mom what the plan was if she didn't run. And her mom casually says, a subtle poison to put him out of commission without killing him. Duh. Obviously. She's like, keep up. Keep up. Keep up. (laughs) She tells her mom that she's fucking scary. And her mom's like, yeah, you learned it from the best. Um, And then her mom tells her that her plan is quite the deal. And the plan is that she will have Hades attend six family events in addition to being seen with her mom when they're allied. So her mom wants to make sure she still looks powerful by having his power in her back pocket in exchange for Persephone never leaving Olympus. So she's never allowed to leave. She has to live there forever. Okay. And they have a deal. So Persephone sold her freedom that she's been waiting for. So, But that means she can stay with Hades. She has to stay in the upper city, though. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> you look so happy and then so sad. You just crushed her hopes and dreams. What the fuck? We go to Hades POV. She's gone and he is heartbroken because he watched her leave on the security feed. So he goes to take a shower and get ready for the fallout when he sees a note from Persephone. Him's heartbroken. Poor guy. He's having a rough go of it. He really is. I feel so bad for him. Hades, I'm sorry. This will look bad, but I promise that I'm doing it for you. It's unforgivable to say it this way, but I don't know if I'll get another chance. I love you. I made this mess and now I'll fix it. Yours, P. P. (laughs) (laughs) Why, P? Why? He assumes she left to save her sisters, but knowing that she's doing it for him is what hurts worse. So he pulls up the gossip site and confirms that she went back to Zeus to save him. And he's like, I know what I gotta do. Kill that man. A couple blocks from the house, a black sedan pulls up next to him. So he's like walking because he's like, I'm not going to draw attention with a vehicle. And it's Hermes and Dionysus. Obviously, they never leave him alone. And they tell him he's about to make a huge mistake. They tell him if they can't change his mind, he might as well get in the car because it's faster to drive to Zeus than to walk. As they drive, Hermes tells him she wishes he would stop, but knows that he won't. Go to your house, Hermes, and stay there. Leave him alone. It's not even her business. But, she says, he's got it all wrapped up in his head that a son for a son makes sense. So here we are. But she doesn't elaborate. What? Yeah. (gasps) I don't think she ever elaborates. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know. Quit speaking in riddles. Uh, Just stop beating around the fucking bush. Hades presses her for more information on what she just said, but she doesn't give him anything. And when they pull up to the tower, Hermes is like, oh yeah, I have a message from Demeter for you, by the way. You have the support of myself, Hermes, Dionysus, Athena, and Poseidon. She leans over and presses a gun into my hand. Do what you have to do. He has the majority now. Yep, he has the majority of the 13 on his side now. <gasps> Hermes tells him the back door is unlocked and his opportunity won't last long. He steps inside and waits a second, but no one comes up to like attack him or anything, so he takes the service elevator and still no people and he has a very sneaky feeling that someone helped clear the way he continues his search for zeus and when he slips through a door he notices he's in an office he hears a grunt from a partially open door at the other end of the room he draws the gun and he thinks that persephone is in there getting 
unspeakable things done to her. Railed. And he walks forward, looks through the crack in the door, and it's not Persephone. It's someone he doesn't know. So Zeus is literally fucking another woman. <gasps> Dirty old man. Hades steps to the shadow and waits for Zeus and the woman to finish. And when Zeus drops into his chair, Hades steps from the shadows and puts the gun to his head and says, good morning. Uh, hi. Morning. How are ya? He is shocked to see how human Zeus is because all this time he's been thinking that Zeus is like a god, but he's really just an old man. <laughs> it's just a saggy old man. He tells Hades how stupid he is to come there, and then Zeus proceeds to insult Persephone and his parents. Zeus tells him that if he was going to shoot him by now, he would have done it. Hades tells him that if he pulls the trigger, he's no better than Zeus, and Zeus is like, you're not better than us anyways. You look every bit the villain from where you're standing. So Hades lowers the gun. Hades, shoot that bitch. That's twice in as many days that you've violated our treaty. Even if I was willing to look the other way on the first, the 13 won't ignore this attack. They'll howl for your blood. Will they? I allow myself a fierce grin. Finally. Fucking finally. I know something this bastard doesn't. If I can't kill him, at least I can accomplish this. You really believe your own fantasy, do you? What the fuck are you talking about? You shouldn't have sent your men after Demeter's daughters, I tisk. If she was willing to cut off food to half the city to get Persephone back, what do you think she's willing to do to you for ordering your man to stab your dice? Cut off half the food? Zeus goes still, surprised, widening his eyes. That wasn't part of the plan. Demeter's got her own agenda. So he didn't know that Demeter did that? Uh-uh. Damn. Yeah. Bitch, got, she's got power. She's playing chess and everyone else is just playing checkers. You're a cunt, but get it. <laughs> <laughs> Hades tells him that he can't win Demeter because they've all looked the other way time and time again and ignored all his sins. Hades tells him that if he calls the whole thing off, he will consider them even. And Zeus says, no. He lunges for the gun and tries to get it out of Hades' grip and punches him in the face. They scramble around for a minute fighting each other and Hades finally asks the question he's been wanting to know. Why did you kill my father? And Zeus just laughs. Hades is like, I'm never going to get an answer. So they continue to just beat the shit out of each other until he feels cold wind on his face and he tries to tell Zeus to stop but Zeus is like in a fury and doesn't listen and then all of a sudden Zeus is falling off the tower. Uh oh. What happened? He just fell. They were like scrappling and then they went onto the balcony and Zeus wasn't paying attention and Hades was and Zeus fucking fell. <gasps> Bye Zeusy. Smell you later. Your dad. Hades is panicked because he thinks that his people will suffer if others know that this isn't an accident. So he turns around and as soon as he steps in the hallway, he stops in front of Demeter. She's here to clean up the mess for him. And he's like, is this a trap? And she's like, no, I'm honestly just here to clean up the mess. Unless you hurt my daughter, then yes, um, it is a trap. And she expects that he upholds the end of his bargain that her daughter made on his behalf. And he's like, I will literally do anything if I can leave right now. He's like, please let me go back home he thought he would feel better after finally killing zeus even though he didn't technically kill him he like fell off the balcony but he doesn't feel better he is very numb he doesn't feel anything at all so when he gets back to his house he goes to the puppies to clear his mind and is like thinking about how persephone won't want him now that he's a murderer but at least she's free and doesn't have to marry zeus we go to persephone's pov she wakes up to the news of zeus being dead and the headline of the story says that he blew out the window and jumped. <laughs> no evidence of anyone involved. Okay. That's not 
suspicious. He just blew away with the wind. He said, whoa, strong (laughs) gust of wind. (laughs) My frail old man bones. (laughs) I'm falling. Their mom comes in and tells them to get ready. They're all supposed to go to the press conference for like his death. Her sisters leave the room, but her mom stops Persephone and tells her that she's actually going to the lower city to meet Hades. She's calling in her favor early and demands that Persephone and Hades be at the press conference. She also demands that Eurydice is brought home. So Persephone gets ready quickly and goes to the lower city. She can only get a ride to the bridge and then she has to walk like the rest of the distance to his house. When she gets there, Eurydice opens the door and confirms with her sister that Zeus is dead and their mom wants her home. So she gets into a car and Sharon takes her home and Persephone goes to find Hades. She finds him and he is completely shocked that she came back and she apologizes for the way that she had to go behind his back to help him and he admits to what happened with Zeus but tells her it was an accident. She tells him that murder isn't the best problem solving solution but she isn't sorry that Zeus is dead. He tells her that she's free to go be with whoever she wants so she could say her goodbyes if she wants to. She's like, I'm not leaving. I love you and I want to be home with you. He gets up and he tells her that he loves her too. She tells him the bargain with her mom and he says, done. He's like, any price to pay to be with you, I don't fucking care, I'll pay it. So they kiss passionately, but she has to stop him before they end up late to the press conference. And then she makes him promise her something. Promise me that tonight we'll lock the doors, turn off her phones, and spray Hermes repellent. I want you all to myself. Spray (gasps) that Hermes repellent. Mm, Truly. They get to the press conference and she goes to stand by her mom and sisters, but he asks her to stay with him. He wants her in public and in private, so it's a real relationship in all aspects. They endure the press conference and they leave to go home. And we have an epilogue. Two weeks later in Hades POV... It's stressful being out of the shadows, but Persephone has helped him with that by not leaving his side because before everyone thought he was a fucking myth, Mm -hmm. but now that he's not, he has to like deal with all the press on him. They are on their way to their playroom and when they get there, they go to the stage. The room is packed and the lights on the stage are bright. He points to the center and commands that she stands there and she says, yes, sir. Hades, Persephone smiles at me. Would you like to see the best thing about this dress? She doesn't wait for an answer, the little brat, before reaching to the back of her neck and unclasping it. The fabric flutters down her body and floats to the ground as delicate as a flower petal. She's naked. (gasps) Naked girl? He tells her to sit in the chair and spread her legs. Each lick and kiss is like he's memorizing me. He's not intent on my orgasm. That much is clear, even as desire sinks through my blood. He might be going down on me, but Hades does it like it's purely for his pleasure. Somehow that makes the entire experience that much hotter. I press the heel of my hand to her clit as I slowly fuck her with my fingers, driving her desire higher. Her movements get more frantic as she chases her pleasure, riding my hand even as I give her exactly what she needs to send her soaring. I break the kiss to say, come for me, little siren, and she does. Gods, she does. <gasps> They're doing it. He tells her he's going to bend her over the chair and fuck her now. I free my cock and grip her hip as I guide my length into her. Persephone lets out a low moan that almost masks my sharp exhale. I'll never get tired of this either. The way she clamps around me as if she never wants to let me go. She pushes back against me, kneading me as deep as possible. She comes again. Oh my god. Girl. 
He puts his dick away, throws her over his shoulder, and he turns to everyone and says, Show's over. Hope you enjoyed it. Good night. He takes them to the Shadow Throne from the other night so they can continue there. And he tells her how much he loves her and how he's insatiable and not even remotely done with her. The end. Oh my god. That was a good one. How many red pepper emojis do you give it, Riley? I'd give it five, I think. It's good, right? It was, it was good. It was spicy. Would you trade places? with Persephone? Maybe. 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 I don't know. Seems so chaotic and stressful, but also kind of fun. Yeah. Just living on the edge. Obvious question. Do you think Hades is hot? I do. Yeah. I do. General consensus. He is hot. So next week, we are telling Riley all about That Sick Love by Jesse Hall. And we're going to show Riley the cover and have her guess as to what it may be about. It looks like it's going to be like a dark, very dark romance just by the cover. Looks like bloody. There's like a man's face on it. Either like a man or skull. I can't tell. Mix of both, maybe. Oh, no. It looks very dark, though. Looks like it's going to be a nice, moody book. Okay. Good guess. Good guess. I don't... I have no idea what it could be it about. It was very highly requested, so... Is it? Yeah. Uh-huh. <sighs> I feel like there's maybe going to be some, like, toxic relationships in it. I don't know. It just gives <laughs> me that vibe. romance? Never. <laughs> yeah, this one's going to be a doozy. A doozy. doozy. Well, if you liked this episode, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Smut Up and Listen Podcast and on TikTok at Smut Up and Listen. Tell your friends, but not your mom. And we'll see you later, you horny little rats. 